Good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas. So, welcome to Crossroads. My name is Luke. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I'm actually going to ask you all to stand, and I'm going to have you in your seats here in just a second. Go ahead. Everybody stand up. Come on. Listen, listen, it is Christmas, and we are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so we're going to have a little bit of fun here. So, here's what I want you to do. You're going to see a little phrase on the stage. And if this applies to you, so for the first one, let's go ahead and throw it up. So, maybe this applies to more of the kids in the house, but if your wish list has more than ten items, go ahead and have a seat. Alright. I see it took a few people out. Alright, go ahead and throw the next one up, Dave. Alright, if you have ever had fruitcake, go ahead and sit down. Wow, man, we have got... Real Christmas tradition people here. All right. If you have never gone Christmas caroling, go ahead and have a seat. There will be sign-ups in the back. And we know who you are. <laughs> All right, Dave. All right. If you have never... Oh, man. If you have never seen It's a Wonderful Life, go ahead and have a seat. No. Oh, I encourage you to watch that movie. It's phenomenal. All right. We got a few people left. I see. Okay, go ahead. So you do not know the words to Jingle Bell Rock. Go ahead and have a seat. 
If you do not know the words to Jingle Bell Rock, have a seat. Okay. All right. So you are not a big fan of the movie Elf, have a seat. If you're not a fan of Elf, do you see how they're all standing in the back? They love Elf. But if you're not a fan of Elf, oh man, I see a few of you. We're going to get you. All right, go ahead. Say, you haven't done Christmas shopping yet. Have a seat. Some of you were like, January last year. This year. All right. Says so you have ever given a present to a pet. If you have blessed your uh, furry loved one with a Christmas gift, do we have anybody else? I can't see. I see a couple people. Okay, here we go. Let's get going. It says, you went Black Friday shopping. If that applies to you, have a seat. Now, there's people saying, oh, I think we got pretty much everybody. Well, Merry Christmas. We're glad that you're all here. At, yeah. Can we th- Yeah. You can clap. But all of you parents with kids, and I want to I wanna give a special shout out to the two uh, groups of people, our church family over in the overflow room, those joining us online. Uh, when you came in, your kids received this goodie bag from our kids' ministry. There's all kinds of great things to do inside. And the most important of all is there is a coloring uh, activity uh, for the nativity, and at the center of that is Jesus. And so please just encourage you kids, pull this out, have fun with it, and just know that it's all about Christ. That's what we're all about here is Jesus. And a few of the things I want to share with you is that our birthday gift to Jesus. Uh, every year we give the most to Jesus than anyone else on our Christmas list. And so we ask God to provide finances so we can give to partners all over the world uh, who are taking the gospel to people all over the world. And so uh, our goal is $100,000. And I want to share with you, church, look at where our goal is so far. 77000 Praise the Lord. So you can, uh, you can continue to give to the birthday gift of Jesus. There's envelopes in front of you. You can also give online or as you're leaving on your left in the foyer as well as in the auditorium. There are offering boxes that you can place those envelopes in. Uh, but church, thank you for being faithful. All friends, thank you for being faithful and giving to the Lord. And then our 21 days of prayer is starting on January 7th. And so you can sign up by going on our website. You can also sign up um, by going in the foyer. Um, and there's, there's books. And so you just commit by saying, I'm going to pray for 21 days. And you can pick up the book and then pray with us. And we're going to watch God grow our church as we unite in prayer and grow in praying into the Lord and watching him change our lives. But church, thank you for also giving online through the mail or the offering boxes here in the church. And uh, we're going to just, we're going to celebrate Jesus. So would you pray with me? Father God, we come to you and thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you that, Lord, it seems like it was so, so long ago, but God, it really wasn't that you came. Lord, you sent your only son as as a baby to be born. And, and to be born in a place that um, none of us would consider rich, none of us would consider popular, it was in a food trough. And that baby would change, change this world forever. So, Lord, I, I pray that as we sing, as we hear from the Bible, and, and, and we, we get to leave here afterwards, Lord, that it would be a day that we would look back and know that we had an encounter with you. Because the message of the gospel is life-changing. It's not just good advice. It's great news. So, Lord, we love you, and we just thank you so much we, for allowing us to be here. It's all in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
God for our wonderful church family making these things happen today, huh? Amen. Just give everybody a minute to exit the stage here. We're so thankful and just take good care of these babies. All right, please, please, please. Let's give them another hand. We thank God for our choir, for all the music people, everybody that's done such an incredible job. 
Today, I would like to, uh, I would like to just uh, remind you, I know Luke already mentioned about our birthday gift to Jesus. If you are, maybe you came today prepared to give a gift to Jesus, the offering boxes are on the back wall in the auditorium and one also in the foyer. I'm just so excited about what God is doing in our church. Isn't that exciting? 77,000 so far. We're looking to exceed that today. Last year, we went way over 100,000. And everything that comes in, we send out to all of our global partners around the world. We're feeding orphans in Haiti, feeding orphans in Ecuador, orphans in the Philippines. Uh, God is using this church to make a big impact from the little town of Finleyville. You know, you have little town of Bethlehem. I always say it's the little town of Finleyville, right? And so God is doing a big, big work here. Dave, can you look in from last week's? I think I have some of those pictures up of the kids in Ecuador we were, uh, we were here, uh, last year we were able to go to Ecuador, and this is just a few of the pictures, and we'll kind of just rotate through those. Just a few of the pictures that we have of uh, some of the kids in Ecuador, and uh, we sent them, our Vacation Bible School actually sent them some funds to help them, and you'll see they're holding different gifts and saying thank you for what uh, we have sent them. So we sent them funds, and they went out and they bought tennis shoes, they bought different things, and are able to, to give to the children. So I want to say thank you for your faithfulness in giving. And as you give to the Lord, let it be an act of worship. All right? Let's thank God for this. What an exciting opportunity that we have. And then also I want to show you the uh, the 21 days of prayer book that we're, we're handing out there in the foyer. You can just grab that on your way out. And uh, if you'll commit to reading with us January the 7th through the 27th, uh, this is seven, uh, 21 days. Uh, there are th- each chapter is about three or four pages. That's my kind of book, okay? So you can read one chapter a day, and it will help you in your prayer life, and we will encourage you. And we're gonna, I want to encourage you to come back after Christmas because it's going to be a great season as we kick off the new year in prayer. So I want to encourage you to grab one of those as well. It's going to be a great day. So uh, it's Christmas time, and as you're thinking about Christmas, I know that you're running a little bit crazy. You've been, you've been on a nonstop train. It seems like, man, you just can't get everything in. I've heard people tell me that through the years. Man, I'm just so worn out. I'm tired out. And I think years ago it used to be even harder because we didn't have a little thing called Amazon. It's amazing what happens to Amazon. I went out to the mall this year and there was no lines. I couldn't believe it. I said, what is going on? And the lady goes, it's called Amazon. I was like, well, you know. I can't do that because my wife has the Amazon account, so everything I have to buy, I have to go out. However, she does have my bank account. And every time I spend a dollar, she says, what was that for? So I made a truce with her. I said, look, you don't have to look at any financial papers for the next week, all right? I'll save all the receipts. You can return everything. It'll be fine, okay? So we're having a lot of fun. And I know as you get into Christmas, you're thinking about the gift. But I want you to think with me today about the greatest gift of Christmas. The greatest gift of Christmas. Uh, we're going to look at the passage here today, and I'm going to just show you just a few things whenever Jesus was born. Uh, by the way, I want to thank, thank uh, all the people that are standing. I know we ran out of chairs. There's people standing everywhere in this room today, and we have filled uh, our overflow. We have two overflow rooms. Can we thank God for all those folks that are willing to do that? We thank you. We thank you. Uh, as we as we continue on here, this is uh, and I'm just going to be brief today. Famous last words, right? So Luke chapter two, beginning in verse one. But what we're going to see here is that the birth of Jesus drew Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. 
And uh, as we look at this, we're just going to walk through this and see how that, you know, they had lived in a little town of Nazareth and they had to go to Bethlehem. And it was all by the divine hand of God. Uh, Luke chapter two, beginning in verse one. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from the from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went out to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and of the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so what had happened in that day was Caesar Augustus, he, he, was, uh, he was ruling, and he made everybody go back to their hometown and so uh, Joseph had to go back to his hometown because he was of the lineage of David. So he goes back to the uh, to, to Bethlehem, uh, where the lineage of David, where they were from. And he goes back to Bethlehem. He's come. He moves from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It was an eighty to ninety mile journey. And can you imagine an eighty to ninety mile journey on foot, maybe with a donkey, maybe with a small animal, and a pregnant woman? Can you imagine 80 to 90 mile journey in a car with a pregnant woman? Uh, I remember those days. You know, those were not fun days. And uh, I mean, it was fun when the baby came, but everything leading up to it was, wow, this was this was work. And so this is where Mary and Joseph are. It's it's work. And so God draws Mary and Joseph up there. And what an inconvenience it was. But let me tell you what was going on. The hand of God was working behind the scenes. There was a scripture that said that Jesus would come out of Bethlehem. Over in Micah 5, 2, says that Jesus, the Messiah, would come out of Bethlehem. And Jesus comes out of Bethlehem because of this whole, this whole taxation. Look here at, uh, um, in, at the scripture here. It says that, so it was, verse 6, so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Joseph was like, what? I can't believe it. Mary... Can you wait till morning? You know, I'll never forget when my wife was giving birth to our kids and she, you know, she, I was just, we were, I was so exhausted. I specifically remember for Kara, yeah, (laughs) boy, every woman is ready to lynch me. Every woman is ready to lynch me right now. By the way, that was not scripted. I just want you to know that. Ah, we had been at a cookout all day. We were with our very good friends, Dave and Susan Havoc and their little kids. And, and we had we had one kid, and then Carrot was on the way. And uh, and I go home. I mean, I'm sunburnt. I just crawl into bed, and she goes, honey, I think it's time. And I looked at her. I said, are you sure? And that was not the right way to handle that situation. So I took it like a man and went down there and did the rest of the work. So anyhow... We took her down and we had this beautiful daughters that now are grown adults. So while it was there, they were there. The days were to be completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them. So here comes Jesus. All of heaven is stopping right now. And the Messiah, God himself, comes down to human form. The created, the creator becomes created. 
He comes from heaven down to earth and there's no room and there's like there's nothing like there's no hospital. There's no no boiling of the water. Nothing. It's like, hey, you know, well, you could just go out back and stay out there in the in the manger. And I want you to catch this today because the, the manger, we often think of him, uh, think of a manger as a, a wooden cradle type of thing. But a manger probably looked more like this stone manger that I have here. And we'll, we'll throw that picture up of the stone. Uh, they would put some hay in there. And this is the feeding trough. Um, in, in Bethlehem, you have to understand, there wasn't a whole lot of wood. We know Joseph as a carpenter. Uh, well, the word behind carpenter is tecton. It means that he was a physical laborer. He was a hard worker. He was a, a he would know stone, how to work with stone even. And so this was indicative of the area. And so the next picture shows the uh, how empty and barren that the thing would look. And they would put water in there for the sheep to drink out of. And so here comes the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And how does he make his grand entrance into the world? He makes a grand entrance into the world in a back alley in a cave where nobody is watching, where nobody is is uh, paying attention. And it's like, here's this young couple. There's there's a teenage couple with a back alley having a kid. And the baby starts crying. And I mean, poor Joseph, he's losing his mind. I can understand. Joseph, here, look, look at what Joseph went through. Joseph has this virgin birth. This woman is uh, having a child. It's not even his. It's a virgin. She's a virgin. This child is coming from God. So he has all this to deal with. And then he gets back there and he's like, Mary, can you wait till we get back to Nazareth? Oh, yeah, sure. 90 miles on a donkey. Let's go. And what does she do? She gives birth. And she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This very Jesus comes to this little town of Bethlehem. And Bethlehem was nothing. I'm, I'm telling you, it's like it, it was just a few miles from Jerusalem. I think it was about five miles from Jerusalem. And uh, it's just a very small little town. It'd be like Finleyville is to Pittsburgh. This small little town on the outskirts of Pittsburgh. The small little town on the outskirts of Jerusalem. And that that the name Bethlehem means house of bread. And how interesting is it that Jesus, who was born in the house of bread later on in John 635, said, I am the bread of life. What an appropriate place for the bread of life to be born. He is the bread of life. And uh, uh, he said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he shall uh, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. If you are coming here today and you are looking for something, folks, let me tell you, the answer is in Jesus. The answer is in the bread of life. Once you taste of him, you'll never be hungry for anything else again. And listen, I think many people are looking for things. I think even on a day like today, as joyous as it is, we uh, quite often are looking for other things that will fill us. You know, if, if everybody's happy at my family gathering, then I'll be happy. Well, let me give you a little secret. That ain't happening. Not at mine. Anyhow, it just doesn't happen as much as we try, as much as we want to. And see, if my happiness is dependent on you, I'm not going to ever be happy. If my happiness is on any circumstance, I'll never be happy. And so Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If you eat of me, you will never be hungry again. You know, not only did he draw Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem, look what he did. Uh, he drew the attention from the angels, the angels. He drew the angels from heaven. Now, check this out here. 
Uh, verse 8, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill to men. And I want you to catch this because here's what happened. The angels, how amazed the angels must have been. The angels who were very, they were created just to be in the heavenlies and to serve God and to worship Him and to do everything and about worship and glorifying Him. And then one day, God the Father says, Jesus, God the Son, you're going down, it's time. Galatians 4 says at the appropriate time, at the right time, at the very right time, God knew when it was just the right moment. And the angels were standing by. They didn't know when the right moment was. And the angels were standing by and they're looking down and they're saying, Our Creator has gone down to earth and He's a baby and He's a little lower than us. You see, the angels, the angels were created. There was God, the angels, and then humans. And as the angels stood by, they said, What? How can this be? And so imagine as the angels cried as they saw their master go down. Like they had never seen this. They had watched all kind of things happen on human history. But never before had they seen the God of the universe become flesh. Oh, God interacted constantly. God had a plan and a promise to save us from our sin. Oh, 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, Great is the mystery of God, that God was manifest in the flesh. Great is the mystery of God that God was manifest in the flesh. Second Corinthians 8, 9 says, You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus, though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty you could become rich. Doesn't that sound like a great deal? Imagine if I had a couple million dollars here today, and I said, see me after church in the parking lot. And I'll hand out $100,000 till it's gone. You'd be like, wow, I'm coming to that church the rest of my life. <laughs> and then I become poor. And I give away every penny that I have so that you could become rich. Jesus, the riches he was talking about there was all the glory of heaven and he came down into that little manger. We'll put that manger up with the hay. And he's into the stone cold manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. How great is the love that the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. Let me tell you today here what happened. God became flesh and made his dwelling among us so that you could dwell among God. Catch that. God became flesh and made his dwelling among us so that you and I could dwell with God. 
This is incredible. This was the, this was the moment that changed all of human history. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. You know, he looks out there and he makes his first announcement to the angels. And uh, the Messiah's birth was given to the angels. And they're, I'm sorry, the angels were the first ones to see it. And then they come and the announcement is first given to the shepherds. And so here's these shepherds. They're out there and they're just kind of, they're just doing their thing. They're doing their routine. And shepherds, why did he go to the shepherds? Because the shepherds were outcasted. Look at what the scripture says here. We'll continue reading the passage there um, this morning, if I can find it in my notes, right? Uh, Verse 15. So it was the angels had gone from the shepherds into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that the Lord uh, that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. They hurried. And they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. I wonder if it happened something like this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. So the scriptures tell us, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Second Corinthians nine fifteen. Christmas is all about the gift. Jesus is the gift of Christmas. Would you say that with me? Jesus is the gift of Christmas. He is not a gift. He is the gift. And a gift is something that you don't deserve. It's something that you don't earn. A gift is something that God gave to us. The scriptures tell us that the wages of sin is death. So on one hand, I deserve and you deserve to be separated from God forever and ever and ever in a real place called hell, the Bible says. However, Jesus loved you so much. God the Father loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to come and take your place and to take all of your sin. And our sin was laid upon him For unto you a son is given. You see how much God loved you? He gave his son and he took your sin. It was laid upon him. This little baby didn't stay a baby. The whole story, if the story ended on Christmas, there would be no story. The story picks up. and, And by the way, it's not a story. It is his story. And when you think of history, remember that history is his story. So the story of God, when God became flesh, if it ended right there, we wouldn't have a reason to celebrate. The world would still be dark. The world is dark today. There would be no light whatsoever. We're the light. And as the shepherds came in and they saw in awe, I want you to catch this because when Jesus came to the shepherds, he went to the lowliest first. The shepherds could never make it into worship because they were always working the shepherds were known to be unclean because they were dealing with unclean animals. Remember, you had the, the, the clean sheep and the unclean. They would deal with the unclean so much 
They were outcasted in the community. And who does God give the announcement to first? He doesn't go into the church and say, Hey, all you church leaders, the Messiah is down the street. He goes out to all the outcasts and he says, You who are outcasted by the world, don't be afraid, for I bring you good news. And the good news, the, he, the word there is, he, he, the angel says, I'm preaching to you good news. That's why I'm preaching it to you today, because the angel said, I'm giving this, I'm proclaiming it loud and clear. There's good news. And you know why it's good news? Because without Jesus, we would be hopeless. You know, the world was in, in dire condition in that moment. There was, there was the Pax Romano. It was a relative time of peace. But what happened was there was no peace in people's hearts. You see, governments cannot fix the human heart. Governments cannot help the human heart. Uh, one philosopher said this. He said, while the emperor may give peace from war on land and sea, he is unable to give peace from passion, grief, and envy. He cannot give peace of heart for which man yearns more than even for outward peace. You are looking for this peace in your heart and your life today. It only comes through the indescribable gift of Jesus. And as those shepherds came, and, and just imagine the awe and the wonder as they saw the Son of the Most High God. Jesus, God himself, becomes flesh. Why? Because the bad news is that the wages of sin is death. Separated from God forever and ever. But God's gift is eternal life. And folks, you know what God wants you to do today? He wants you to receive the gift. And so if you're here this morning, and man, I want to, I want to encourage all of us. We're here to worship the Lord. And just like those shepherds, we worship the newborn king. Today I invite you, maybe this is the day that God's speaking to you to open your heart. Make room in your heart for Jesus today. If that's you today, I would like to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. And uh, as we prepare to close our song, uh, close with another song, and then we'll light our candles in just a few moments. Why don't you right now, on this Christmas, 2023, right here at 12 noon, open your heart and invite Jesus into your life today. Would you pray with me? Let's go to the Lord in prayer with our heads bowed and eyes closed. If you are ready to receive God's gift... With our heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around tonight. If you're ready to receive God's gift, the gift is eternal life. And he says that you receive it, it's Jesus. All you have to do is open your heart and receive him. And I'm going to pray a prayer right now with you that you can receive Jesus. You can open your heart to Jesus right here, right now in this room. And you can pray something like this. Dear God, I come before you this morning. And I admit to you that I'm a sinner and I need you to be my Savior. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross to pay for my sin, to rise again and conquer death. I invite you into my heart and soul right now. And for all of us, I want to invite you to just think what that night must have been like. What must it have been like to, to be one of those shepherds? What must it have been like to see the angels light up the sky? What must it have been like to be in the alley, in that little cave where they gave birth to this 
newborn baby, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He came humbly so that he could pay for my sin, that he could pay for your sin. Christmas is all about worshiping Jesus. And I pray that you will do that today. Father God, we come before you now, Lord. And I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you that in this place, no doubt, many people open their hearts to Jesus. This is the beginning of a new day, a new relationship for them. God, I invite you now to move mightily in our midst. God, change us because we've been here. Change us because of what we've seen, heard, and read today. Because of the Holy Spirit of God igniting a passion in our heart to draw us close to Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Thrill 
Thank you, Lexi. And I want to thank you for joining us today. The greatest gift is Jesus. Amen? Look to your neighbor and say, the greatest gift is Jesus. Now, I don't have to give you anything else. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, the greatest gift is Jesus. And I want to encourage you today, as you go on your celebrations, to, uh, to make that your prayer. The greatest gift is Jesus. And truly allow that to change your life. And so we're going to, in just a moment here, I'm going to light my candle first here. We're just going to dim my light up here so that I can, uh, so you can see my candle. And I want you to see what happens here. The, the shepherds came. And, uh, and they were the first. And as they looked and they saw the light of Jesus, they said, we cannot not tell anybody. We must. Everybody must know. And so what did the shepherds do? They left there immediately and they went to tell everybody. And so what I'm going to ask to do is that, come on up here and if you'll, somebody will come and light from me, please. Because my knees aren't that wonderful. Okay, and then we're just going to go down the aisle and light each side. Okay, and as we light the candles here this morning, I'm just going to go down the aisle and light each, each end, and I'm going to ask you to pass it through, and I'm just going to ask you to, uh, to look around the auditorium as we sing Silent Night together. Please, if you have children, supervise all the children, please, and uh, that means supervise, Okay. Let's sing together, Silent Night, Holy Night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, Hallelujah. 
And what a good day it's been. Amen. Amen. Now, I want you to do something different here. Let's stand up. Hold your candle up and stand up. I want you to look around the room and notice the light in this darkness today. That's what you are. You're to be the light in the darkness. Go out into this world and make a difference in this world, for he alone is worthy. Oh, come, let us adore him. Let's just sing that chorus today. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the... For he alone is worthy. 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 We'll praise His name forever. We'll praise His name forever. God's people said, Amen. Please extinguish your candle. Please take these with you on the way out. There are receptacles in the foyer. Be kind to everybody. It's a very crowded building and parking lot. God bless you. You are dismissed. Have a great Christmas.